Michelle Abate joins us now in the Freak Nation. And you'll be able to see this interview coming up on many of our different social media platforms. Just follow us on Twitter and we'll show you where you can watch this damn thing. But Michelle Abate joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Michelle Abate, that sounds very Italian. And there might be some uh, some other countries there in the mix, right? My dad's parents uh, were from Sicily, so quite a bit. <laughs> My mom's uh, Irish, so I've got all the drinking blood in me. That's the Italian. That's yeah. Sicilian. Oh, yeah. my. Hold better on a get, second. We better See, figure out how to say girl for sure. We have somebody <laughs> knocking on the door. So you've got, you've got Italian and Irish in you, which uh, both so of those. So whiskey and wine, basically. Yeah. No, no. Yes. Okay. Right. We, we talk a lot more than just motorsports, but that's where the hell I was going. So you've got Jackie Stewart. Ooh. And, you know, I could roll through a litany of other drivers from Italy. Do you have a Mario a, a certain af uh, affection for drivers from those countries that are in your blood? Or you say, screw those those men and women. It's all about the American driver. America. <laughs> it's all about being American. <laughs> that a girl. Yeah, she's got to go and she's going to walk into the Trans Am pits at some time. She's. She's got to walk in with that flag waving and showing it to everybody and everything. <laughs> but hold on a second, because you did, Michelle Abadi joining us here, Speed Freaks, you did walk into the national pits at Road Atlanta. I remember the last time we had you on, it was a maybe, I'm hoping this is going to happen. And all of a sudden, by the end of last year, it did happen. Explain how that all went down. Yeah, so end of last year, oh man, what a amazing opportunity I had. I, I have been dreaming about making my debut in the national uh, national tour of Trans Am. And yes, I had that opportunity in the very last round of the 2020 season to make it happen at Road Atlanta and probably one of the best and one of the worst races to do it in because at that event, everybody raced in our race. You know what I mean? So we had TA2, we had TA1, we had SGT, we had uh, the GT cars, XGT. I mean, it was it was a riot, but it was such a great opportunity and such an amazing chance for me to showcase my talent. And uh, I'm super proud of how I did. I had a top uh, 13 finish on Saturday and a top 12 finish on Sunday. Um, so yeah, it was it was amazing. And I and I wasn't driving my car. I actually got to drive a fully prepped TA2 car from a team that took the pole the year before. So um, an amazing opportunity. I learned a ton from it. I uh, learned a lot about what the TA2 car can do when it's set up properly. And that has helped me kind of set my car up for this year. So it was, it was amazing. I had a blast. So I know we talked with you last year about how you need to conserve your equipment, especially tires, no conservation in road Atlanta last year. <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I kind of have it in my blood to, you know, respect the equipment and do the best I can to preserve what I can. So I went, I went pretty far out at Atlanta. I mean, I, I took some chances. I ended up did getting hit, but we still finished on the lead lap and, and in front of a lot of people too. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny. That was one of the few times I've driven someone else's car and it, that had been such a dream of mine that I didn't really want to hold back. So you could say I drove about 95% in that race. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think in October last year, we were talking with you about 80%. So yes. Add 15 more. Yeah. Go. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> and Michelle Abate, I didn't want to ask you this until later, but it makes sense now. You're a team owner and a driver, and that's two very different hats. 
you have to learn how to wear each one. Uh, but I assume that your ultimate goal is to be a driver and not necessarily a team owner. How's yes, that sir. all working and, and which one is getting more attention right now? Well, you know, being a team owner, I didn't know that was going to be an option for me until I started looking into the cost of Trans Am and renting a ride and driving for somebody. And so uh, just financially speaking, it was easier for me actually to buy my own car and pursue it on my own. Um, some of these teams, I don't know how they spend the amount of money that they spend in a weekend, but I'm able to do it on a smaller budget because I own the car. But yes, moving forward, I my goal is to just be a driver. Um, and actually, I am working really hard uh, right now to try to find support to go race NASCAR at Circuit of the Americas this year because it's the first time NASCAR will be going to that track, and that's where I had my best finish last year. Uh-huh. So no, I'm no, on. No. I'm trying to step up. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that's um that's kind of what I've been hounding. Um, a lot of the hours of the day, the last you know two three months, is just trying to find a team and the funding and to make it happen. And NASCAR's a pretty big step, but I'm ready for it. And to be on a road course in my debut would be amazing. So that's the big secret right now. <laughs> are you getting anywhere uh, approaching people? Are they returning your calls? Are you having success? Yeah. So you know, um, as a driver and a team owner, I'm used to hearing the words no. But the, the, the bottom line on that is it only takes one yes to get there. And I've talked to probably over 10 teams, a lot of interest. But the, the more important side of things is getting that funding. And so right now um, it still looks really good. I just haven't had anything committed yet. Don't have anything signed yet, but we're, I'm working really, really hard on it. <laughs> Are these things tr- trial by fire for you or did you have a mentor before getting into motorsports or in motorsports that you followed his or her lead on how to seek sponsorship and, and rides? I uh, made all my own mistakes by myself and did everything on my own. I still handle everything on my own with my team between you know the marketing and the website, the Instagram, the Facebooks, all that stuff I do on my own and still doing it on my own, mainly because I can't afford to hire somebody or, um, or anything like that. And it's kind of crazy. I have a lot of people coming to me, asking me for advice and stuff. And it's like, you know, I don't know everybody's story and I can only tell you what I did. And some cases that helps people and other cases it's not very helpful, but yeah, no, I, I, everything's on my own right now. Okay. Hold on your own, you and your husband, tell me he helps you with the business side too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. My husband is probably 80% of the team and I'm the other 20%. I wouldn't be here without him. Um, we just have such an amazing story and it's funny because the more we get to talk about it, the more people want to be involved. And yeah, so the team is my husband and I, and then I always say that my dog Moxie is the president of of everything because she's just her her world. So, (laughs) but yeah, it's just us. In the weird world that we are in with 2021 and all that, this is, this is our (laughs) boss right here. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> he just hopped up yeah. on my lap and I'm like, oh, great. I got to do this interview with her here. Yeah. I got a tennis ball by my foot over here. She's waiting for me to throw it. Is Moxie the one that was in the video on YouTube, the Dalmatian that oh, yeah. followed you around the car? Yes, that's her. That's my little Moxie girl. She's uh, about two years old now, and she comes to all the races with us, and she's pretty awesome. <laughs> she's right here. Come here, Moxie. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she's a beautiful dog. I've seen her on she's Instagram. She's so sweet. Oh, oh, wow. That's yeah. not a puppy anymore. She's a dog. 
<laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> Moxie, do you like racing? She loves it, loves it, loves it. Good. So the noise oh, she, doesn't she, bother her? No, no, and Good. whenever we load up the trailer, she knows we are, we're going racing and she can't wait to go and she's just an awesome track dog, I love her. <laughs> wow. You look like you might be in a shop, is that, or a garage, where are you? Uh, this is my shop, this is the Go Racing shop. It's a little bit of a mess, so that's why we got a tight shot mm -hmm. right now. <laughs> But yes, uh, I got uh, moved into this shop last year, which was a huge, huge, huge thing for us. I've got my lift now. Um, so some of you guys know, some of you don't know. I We used to do everything out of my two-car garage or my little 1,400-square-foot house. And, and it's so nice to have a little bit of space now. We've got uh, 1,300 square feet here. And, you know, I feel like the more space you have, or, you know, the more space you have, the more stuff you get. It's like you always need more space, but it's been pretty awesome. Well, you know that we've got people watching this and they're going to try and zoom in on what's behind your head on that whiteboard. No, oh, that, whiteboard. those are all the secrets. You can't see that. Those are all secrets. That, that's, yeah. the to -do that's the to-do list right there. Oh, all right. I'm like mirrored. There we go. Right there. <laughs> Don't remind me. We got a lot to do. <laughs> you know, what? I had many years ago on that issue, I had a, um, a team owner described took two hours to describe to me how they cheated in Trans Am <laughs> and all the things that they did to move the engine around and so it still fit the templates but they were world class cheating. Is that on that board back there? Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're not that we're not that uh, experienced yet. So we're just trying to make sure the car works right. We got everything torqued down right. Uh you know the cheating side of stuff I I don't have any secrets, and if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you anyway. But the truth is, I don't, I don't know any. I'm not good enough yet <laughs> to have any cheating secrets. <laughs> well, they're out there, believe me. And that if you go to tech inspection and you see a bunch of guys holding envelopes, those are the checks for to, to <laughs> issue nice. the uh, the uh, protest. So okay. whenever you look around and you see these old guys. All everybody carrying an envelope so that that's cheating, and it's, well, you're cheating too. And all the envelopes start to fly, <laughs> and everybody that's when you find out who's the real winner and who's stretching the rules. Now, Michelle, <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. This reminds me, I'm I'm dubbing a bunch of old tapes from Speed Freaks and uh, our TV shows in the early 2000s. And one of the videos that I have, it's a raw video of Boris said pulling a rickshaw down the front stretch of the Long Beach Grand Prix with the Long Beach Grand Prix queen and one of our former hosts. He lost a bet to, remind me? Jenna Losey. Yeah, Paul Jenna Paul Jenna oh. And the loser of this bet had to take this top fuel, what, what, do, you, what do they call it, Statman? Top fuel, rickshaw, the lane, staging lane three. Right. <laughs> the loser had to pull one of us down the front stretch of the Long Beach Grand Prix. Uh, is that something you would you would do to uh, with, with speed freaks with, with another driver in Trans Am to put up a bet about you or him or her uh, rolling in a rickshaw down the front stretch? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. She's <laughs> game for anything. I Let's love do it. it. Let's do it. Because that might get you the sponsorship for Coda. You know, that's somebody right. might step up and be interested in that. 
Yeah, yeah. See, got to be game. I'm, I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> have you, have you gotten to that point yet where uh, former sponsors or current sponsors have asked you to do something where you said, uh, "That's something that I just don't want to do." Actually, fortunately, no. I haven't had anything I had to turn down yet. Um, I'm very comfortable with who I am, and I know what I like to do, and what I don't like to do. And no, everybody that I partner with, honestly. Um, has to meet a certain criteria. I've learned throughout the years. I mean, I've been racing now actually for about 15 years now. And on my own, I, I've kind of learned, you know, who I am, what I deserve, what they deserve. And it's really important to me that it's a mutually beneficial partnership, you know, that we're both getting what we want. And, um, you know, if you would have talked to me five, eight years ago, if you just would have wrote me a check with $5 on it, I'd probably been like, okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it. You know, but our program has grown and it's so great to say this, that, you know, our program has grown in the direction where like, I know, I know my value and I know my time and what it's worth. And I know what, what's fair, you know, and that's, what's really important about um, partnerships and sponsorships is bringing that value. And, and I had been stretching myself pretty thin, especially back in 2015 and 2016. I mean, I had 35, 40 sponsors, you know what I mean? Oh. And I just did it because I was building a race car and I needed parts and this and that. And I've learned so much that it's it's more important to maybe buy that product because you need it that one time than it is to sign a contract and then endorse something for a year when the product might be only, you know, $100 or something. But those are things that I, I've had to learn. And those are things that no one could have taught me, you know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the partnerships that I have are just amazing such such great great people behind my program and a huge one as you guys know is lucas oil and i'm so excited to represent them this year in title sponsorship i mean it's it's just a dream come true and i just can't wait for the season to start it's just taking forever <laughs> see i've always believed in the motto of failing forward and you're never going to get that that sort of advice from somebody else and what they did through their career to make them successful so you, by doing everything yourself, you and your husband, this is how you learn those things. And this is how it has made you a better person, a better driver, a better mechanic, a better whatever, a better business person because of what you've learned and maybe failed at, but move forward because of it. Yeah, big time. I mean, it's, it's there's plenty, like I said, I made, I learned from my own mistakes yeah, and I've awesome. made plenty of mistakes, you know, and, and um, yeah, together, you know, I'm able to bounce ideas off Anthony, my husband, and, and together we make decisions and it's, it's just it just feels really good because I've been in a situation where you're just a driver and and I've worn a hat and it and the team owner didn't like the hat I wore or whatever and it's like it's it's tough you know and and those are things you learn too is when you're representing somebody under their team you have to understand what they want you know it's it's a, there's a lot to it <laughs> wow have you learned the value of social media the time that you would take to seek out a sponsor it might be more important to build your social media universe because that's what sponsors want to see. Yeah. And you know what? I've been seeing a shift in, in social media. So I absolutely don't think I'd be anywhere uh, at the level I am today without social media. And I don't, I don't really have a large following. I mean, I have a very loyal following. I have about 14,000 followers on Instagram and that's probably my biggest account. Um, but you know, in this day and age, you can buy, you can buy uh, followers and likes and all this stuff, but what you can't buy is engagement. And, um, you know, it's just so important because you can see someone have 450,000 followers, but they have like, you know, 900 likes and four comments, you know what I mean? And, and they don't respond to the comments. And so I really pride myself on not ever giving in to that um, buying follower thing. It's just something against my morale. I mean, 
if people want to follow me, they're going to follow me. And if they don't want to follow me, then they're not going to follow me. And I just, I don't think back, you know, three, four years ago, if you had 60,000 followers, I mean, you were gold, you know what I mean? And, and now that there's so many bots and all this stuff, I kind of feel like my following that's real is almost worth a little bit more. So in, social media is a wild animal for sure. <laughs> and uh, I'm very thankful for it, but there's a lot to it as well. Well, what was interesting to me just a couple of weeks ago, no, maybe one week ago, is I'm really curious if you are married or not, because your anniversary is April Fool's Day. You got married a year ago on <laughs> April Fool's Day? I have such a cool story for you since you brought that up. Oh, my God. So today is April 8th, right? So 15 years ago to this day, Anthony and I met. And the only reason why I know that... <laughs> The only reason why I know that is because I invited him to go see Dane Cook and he turned me down and I was able to look it up because it was a one night show in Vegas. But beyond that, the reason why we got married on April 1st was because I wanted to get married on the 8th just because it's so cool to know the day we met. But the church uh, at the year was 2017 and the church was having Easter Sunday on the 9th and they said we wouldn't be allowed to get married on the 8th. And so I could have picked the week after, the week before, and I didn't want to wait any longer. And so that was April 1st. <laughs> so that's the story behind the whole April Fool's wedding. <laughs> that's amazing. That so, cool. so today's a so special really day. Married. I was supposed to get married today. Yes, really married, 2017. <laughs> and I really went to uh, Bathurst and raced for my honeymoon with Anthony. So we had an awesome honeymoon. Um, got to go to Tasmania, watch V8 supercars, all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Michelle Abate joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Statman, he'll tell you, he was raised by women, a lot of sisters. Uh, Crasher being a female, I've got a very strong mother. So we've got a lot of females beating the odds stories given uh, our upbringing and our involvement. And I would imagine with you, you've got your own. Uh, and unfortunately, for 20 years of doing Speed Freaks, we've talked about when are we going to get to the point we get over talking about women in motorsports? But damn it, it's still going on, whether it's Alexis DeJoria or Decker or I could go on and on rattling off the names. Angie Smith, also a Lucas Oil driver. Right. Rider, yes. rider yeah. Uh, where are your struggles, Michelle? And leave leave money out of it right now because we're, you're still in, an, uh, in a position where it's male dominated. Uh, are you that, are, do you have a strong attitude and a, maybe a strong demeanor. The only way we know used from the phone and, and video uh, to handle uh, a holes in the business, so to speak. You know, I grew up with an older brother. <laughs> so I don't think anybody could be as, as mean and as daunting and as antagonizing as an older brother. And I love my brother to death, but he made me really strong. He made me really tough. I mean, I, I don't think any, you can't really offend me. It takes a lot to offend me. So, um, you know, you, you ask me about my struggles and I just see a lot of women being successful in motorsports and in other male dominated uh, industries. You know what I mean? And, and I just have never, I've never felt like I, it was something that held me back. And even, even to this day, like I see a lot of women saying that, yes, it's hard, but I just, I don't, in my heart, I don't believe it. I don't see it. I just focus on what I want to do and I get it done. And I think it's unfortunate that 
that women feel that way. And I, and I want to help them not feel that way. And I'm part of a, a organization called shift up now. And that's exactly what we do is we bring women together. And the problem is there is women out there that feel that way. I've never felt that way. And I don't like to give into those kinds of statements and stuff. It's something I'm feel pretty strongly about. Um, but I think the reality is, you know, it, it, sure. I'm sure there are women out there that face these struggles for being women in a male dominated sport. I've just never had that be something kind of in my mindset to hold me back. I have always felt like, you know, you get out of it, what you put into it, where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to go do something, you go make it happen. And that's exactly how I feel about this NASCAR deal. Like I got to just figure it out. You know what I mean? If, if, I, if I don't figure it out, that means I didn't put enough work in, you know what I mean? And, and that's just kind of my opinion on it. A lot of people maybe won't agree with me, but it's my mindset. And I, I don't know, I'm pretty stubborn, so it's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> See, Kenny, that's changed because it used to be that women, I, I would say at the beginning of 2000 when we started this show, that women were not given the chances as much. So now they're at least given chances because they've proven over the last 20 years that, hey, we can do it just as well as the guys can. Watch us. And the chances have come, it seems to me, a little more frequently. Let me piggyback off of that crash. The Trans Am pit is not the most liberal of places uh, <laughs> for a host of reasons. Uh, you've had success in Trans Am. You're trying to get in NASCAR, which is also not the most liberal of places. Do you, your success as a female driver, is that being respected? Are you getting any uh, advice from Amy Ruman? Another woman who's had enormous success in Trans Am. Have the two of you kind of embraced each other's path? Absolutely. And it's funny because Amy won her championship in 2015, and that's when I won my first um, championship in the SCCA. So, I mean, I, I've looked up to Amy for many, many years, and she's always welcomed me in her pit. She's always given me good advice. I mean, obviously, we're running two very different chassis um, in two very different classes. But um, overall, in a motorsports perspective, yes, absolutely. And I, and I truly feel like, you know, a lot of women in motorsports are trying to help more women, you know, become and, and rise up. But the, but the bottom line is you don't get respect unless you have results. You know what I mean? And, and, and honestly, to speak totally open with you guys, I race in the West Coast Series. I got my podium finish in the West Coast Series. That's not a national tour level of, of, of competition. It's just not. And and that's something that bothers me. And that's why I want to run national tour so bad because I know I could do it. Um, but it's just a matter of, of getting there. And I, it's unfortunate that, I, that I'm only racing in the West Coast Series. But at the same time, it's really good for me. I've got really good seat time. And we do have crossover events. So I am able to see where I stack up against the national tour guys in my own car. And that's also something I look forward to, too. So this year, our second race is at Laguna Seca, and that will be um, in conjunction with National Tour. And then our final race, which is at Circuit of the Americas at the end of the year, will be with National Tour as well. So it's really cool to have that opportunity, even though you know I'm not racing in National Tour. I'm still on the track with those guys, and I'm still racing the race. Nobody's going to let anybody pass. You know, Nobody's going <laughs> to give anybody any freebies out there. And so, um, yeah, until I get the funding to actually make that, that National Tour full effort, this is a great place for me to be. And Trans Am is just such an amazing series. I wish there were more eyes on it because it's just some really badass racing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you have a hankering for running a uh, race car at a young age? 
or were you a late bloomer? So uh, a little bit of both. My, my older brother started racing when he was six. I was four. And like I had told you before the show, my, my dad's old school Italian and girls don't belong in race cars. So I think we've talked about that before. <laughs> so I, I didn't start driving cars till I was 16. When I, had, when I bought my first car, I started doing autocross and stuff. So definitely had a late start. I was around racing because my brother was racing. But experience-wise, I, I was definitely a, a late bloom, bloomer, but not by choice, just by uh, kind of the situation and the cards I was dealt. But I wouldn't have it any other way because if it was all handed to me, I don't know that I'd appreciate it as much as I do right now. And, and, you know, and I really, I'm just so grateful to, to be where I am at today and have my husband who supports me to the moon and back. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, hold on a second. Uh, stat and crash. Um, let's guess what's the, I'm going to give Michelle maybe three or four choices of races that would be the ultimate for her to win and stat crash and I, we're going to try and guess which one it would be, okay? Indianapolis 500, Monaco, the Daytona 500, or let's say a Trans Am Championship. No, no, Kenny, you got to do WeatherTech series. You got to do 24 hours. Of <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah, done. Okay, let's do that. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay. 24 hours. <laughs> Of Daytona. All right. Statman, which which race do you think it is that Michelle is gonna, gonna pick? Uh with the 24 hours of Daytona. Is is there another race? Yeah. If he could be in one of those cars, that would be an enormous, an enormous feather in her cap. All the rest of it is just an event. The 24 hours <laughs> of Daytona is is a happening. Yeah. Crash? Oh yeah. I my Obviously, my knee-jerk reaction is the 24 Hours of Daytona because that's where she excels. Obviously, road course racing and in sports cars. But I'm going to say Beth Peretta will eventually give her a shot with Peretta Autosport in the Indy 500. She'll get so noticed Ooh. there that then a Formula One team will come calling and she'll be racing Monaco and kicking the guy's asses because of it. <laughs> so what are you saying? 500 or Monaco? All. Look at me! No, that's no. Come no. on! With her determination and her perseverance, she's going to be in everything. If she wants to do it, she's going to do it. <laughs> Listen, I write the rules and you follow. Which one? Which Daytona, one? Daytona. Daytona. Oh, 24? 24, Yeah. All right, I'm going to say Monaco. All right, what is it, Michelle? <laughs> These all sound really good. I just was enjoying listening to all that. As if you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Um, Energy. <laughs> you know. Man, my my really good friend Michael McDowell just won the Daytona 500 yeah. this year. His first his first win in NASCAR, which is pretty wild. And and my brother and Michael used to race back in the day. And so I just I still can't even fathom what that what that probably meant to him. Um, but even with that, if that was an option, I I think you guys nailed it with the IMSA you know 24 hour Daytona race. It a lot of seat time, a lot of teamwork goes into winning one of those races. Some really rad cars and. Um, just crazy conditions. And that's kind of funny that I picked that one because I don't really care for endurance racing, but that's, that's an oh. exception for sure. <laughs> and wow. Lamont probably. Yeah, true. <laughs> You've got to, you mentioned uh, McDowell, the streaks and especially Statman. I have a personal relationship with Chris Dyson, who's racing in Trans Am. The next, the next time you're with the national series, you got to go to Chris Dyson 
telling you're a veteran in the freak nation. <laughs> Statman said to take care of you, to do whatever he can to help you. And uh, if he doesn't, you come back to Statman and tell me. <laughs> All right. I'll let Chris know. I'll see him at the uh, first first weekend of May. So yeah. I'll be sure to go, go you, buy his pit. You tell him the Statman sent you and to take care of you. All right. Thank you. I'll let him know. Listen, we've got stories that would, it would be tough to make you blush. I can tell Michelle about that, but we've (laughs) got stories that would even make the maddest Italian blush. And and (laughs) this isn't necessarily a story that would make you blush, but I'm surprised that man didn't lead into this. Uh, One of our early Saturday shows that we were doing back in the early two thousands, we were scheduled to have Michael McDowell, the sports car driver on our show. And Statman was booking that show, and I think we we're having a little trouble getting him. And Statman, you could take it over from here. Did did he call in after we left him a message, or did he actually pick up the first time we called him and where he was when he picked up? No, he actually picked up. He was ready on time when we had scheduled him to be on the show, and we found out that this was his honeymoon. That oh, he no. interrupted. <laughs> he interrupted his honeymoon. No, it was his wedding night. Wedding <laughs> night. It was his wedding, yeah, night. His wedding night. Yeah, to be a part of the Freak Nation. Can wow. you believe that? That's that's, that's how good. important the Freak Nation is. So awesome. yeah, pe- people go out of their way to stop what they're doing and make the Freak Nation the important part of their night, even on their wedding oh, night. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it was started way back when that it's the it's the Speed Freaks Mojo, Michelle. So the you hang in with the freaks for thirty minutes in here, uh, you will definitely benefit from the Speed Freaks Mojo in some form or fashion in your life. Hopefully in a race car. Kenny, she already did. We got her oh, on after right. her podium, and then she went to Coda and took the win. That's we right. That's right. That amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. You guys are awesome. I love having your support. I appreciate it, and it's so good to catch up with you guys because I feel like. You have some kind of fire, you know, that you bring to me because every time we talk, something amazing happens. And so I'm just, I think I might know what it is, but I'm not going to say nothing. Not gonna Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Nope. <laughs> just well, keep my fingers crossed. Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, well it's, uh, it's badass that uh, you joined us, but more importantly that you have a full-fledged big boy sponsor like Lucas Oil for the full year uh, flying those red, white, and blue colors. We're proud of you. Thank you. And and I don't know if you guys seen it, but the car looks so good yes. and I can't wait to see it on the racetrack. We even did a little bit of filming on the track for the reveal mm-hmm. video. And I just, I can't thank Lucas Oil enough. And it's just so amazing to have such a great company uh, to represent what an honor it is to be, you know, to be able to, to be one of their ambassadors and, and just, uh, you know, being able to represent them for another year and, and hopefully bring a win, you know, some more wins yeah. and some championships. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, guys, the car is gorgeous. Go to her Instagram. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's it's the coolest beautiful. looking car I've ever seen. And I mean, I'm pretty biased, and but I've had some pretty cool looking cars, and it's got a lot of Gur racing in there, and it's got a lot of American pride, and it's it's very loud and obnoxious, and mm-hmm. it's like you, you wouldn't think a girl drove it. <laughs> Who cares? It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> loud and obnoxious is redundant in Trans Am. Yes. <laughs> All Trans Am cars are loud and obnoxious, and they thunder and wake up the the. They're that's they're Trans the Am, and that's <laughs> the best. that's the beauty of it. Yeah. 
Yep, that's it. That's why I love it, and that's why I got to get more people to run in it because it's they. A lot of my friends don't even know what it is. They want to be like a Pontiac, da, 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 you know, and it's like, no, my gosh. And we just did a video with Hoonigan. Um, ah. And I did and I did a drag race against a 750 horsepower GTR. And all the kids are like, oh, the GTR's got this. The GTR's got this. And I smoked that guy. So it's so funny because they don't even think, you know, it's a Camaro. So it, it's good stuff. We're, we're getting more eyes on Trans Am. The more people that watch it, the more people that support it, the more racing we have in it. Uh, what an amazing, you know, um, series to be racing in. It's such yeah. an honor, and and I'm just thankful that it's still around because it's, I think, the probably the most historic series, road racing series in the states right now. So, pretty awesome. No, it is. It's it is. It goes all the way back to the '60s. Trans Am is for real. It's where the factories used to race back in the Mustangs and Camaros. Even American Motors was in Trans Am at one time. So. Yeah, you're you're in the historical series. Everybody else is trying to catch up to where you are. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. awesome, and to come from import, you know, racing imports. That's that's where I started. That's where my passion was, and I never understood how awesome American horsepower is, and just how I don't know how much more reliable it is, and and just oh. way more torque than than anything turbo or supercharged that I ever drove. And so I, I've just made a full transfer over to like the American muscle, man. I love it. I love it. And I'm not saying I don't love production car racing and import racing, but you know, I, I was sponsored by Toyota for five years. So, I mean, I, I have a passion for that as well, but right now in my career, I mean, I'm exactly where I want to be. And I, now I just need to go stand on that top step a couple more times. You know what I mean? <laughs> we wouldn't hate it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't hate I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to get up there. I promise. <laughs> Well, let's do this. Next time you you podium win a race, you're back in the Freak Nation. Deal? Deal. Now I, now I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, will. Lo- you will. I love hanging with you guys. You guys are awesome. I, I appreciate your support, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm able to, to chat with you guys here and there. It's really pretty great. Awesome. Is awesome. your husband there off camera? Can he sneak around and wave or something? Yeah. So here's the deal. So he's not around me right now, but he's probably cooking dinner because I told him I need to lose like 10 pounds. So he he went to the store to grab some food to cook and he's probably watching live, though. So. Hi. Hi, babe. (laughs) I love you. He's cooking dinner. I love it. He's the best. Lose 10 pounds, my ass. I've seen your Instagram. You've got guns like crazy, girl. I have. I've been working on my muscles. I've been working on my muscles. I got to lean out now. I got the gains. I got to lean out. All right. All right. My new driver's suit's coming, and I got to fit it. (laughs) It's more important than a wedding dress. Yeah, right. That's important. We were going to end this freaking interview, but you brought up fire suit and trans (laughs) hands. There's not a fit driver in Trans Am outside of Michelle Abate. So That's right. why, do you, why do you feel like you've got to fit in your freaking suit when these guys haven't seen below their freaking belly in 30 years? Come on. I need, I need every competitive advantage. And honestly, I started hitting the gym really, really hard as soon as I got that deal signed for the uh, national tour race. And I just haven't stopped since because it's, it's something that I had, can make time for. It's important to me. And I do feel like at, you know, a hundred mile races, these guys get tired. They get tired. They're physically yes. exhausted. And if I can outperform them and be mentally and physically fit, I've got that much more of, of an advantage. And so that's my motivation. And I literally have gone to the gym 
at least five times a week since signing that that national tour deal. So uh, it's just fire. It's just the fire in me, and, and it's it's no excuse not to go. And if I can be in tip-top shape, why wouldn't I be, you know? <laughs> I'm going to give you some more motivation. Anytime you could beat Tony Ave or anything Tony Ave drives, backs, stands beside, anytime you could beat anything associated with Tony Ave, You've got the stat, man. All right. Uh, Tony's a good friend of mine, but I, I, I need, Ooh. you're right. I need to beat him. <laughs> uh, oh, he could have gone all night without saying that, sweetheart. <laughs> but that's, if he's your friend, he's your friend. Hey, well, man. the good news is she gets a lot of help from Mark Miller. We love ourselves some Mark Miller, so that's good. Yes. Yeah. Mark's Mark's been uh, behind me for a long time, and he's a an amazing shoe, that's for sure. Yeah. Champion, you know, 2019 champion. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Cool. Wow. Tony Ave. Step man, come on. <laughs> well, I'm an Italian. Come on. You know, there's yeah, there's something okay. there. Right. He hasn't burnt me yet. We'll see. I, yeah. I'm not giving him a, a free out, but you know. Well, you haven't been around him long enough. Oh. That's true. <laughs> 